I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched Rock and Rule. And um, you might notice Mom Jan did not introduce herself. She was not actually on this episode. This is our first mainline episode um, without her. This isn't the sort of movie she would have enjoyed watching, <laughs> uh, let, let's say. Uh, not as bad as some stuff that we will probably eventually watch, like Rolf Bakshi stuff, but I don't think she would have gotten much out of this. Um, so we didn't have her on this one, um, and she was she was fine with that. Um, do you want to do the spoiler-free plot synopsis? Sure, yeah. yeah. In another time, in another place. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um... So, uh, we have this character, Superstar Mock, uh, trying to complete this ritual. He's looking for and finds the key in uh, this character, Angel, who is a part of a band, a struggling uh, band. And she and the other members of this band are introduced to Mock at the show. Mock invites her and she brings the band to him, to his, to his house. And he basically kind of whisks her away. And the story is of uh, the band and the particular uh, co-lead singer of the band. Maybe. The story is about uh, the band trying to kind of get her back while she also tries to, you know, fight for what she wants. Generally against Mock as he tries to complete this ritual. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Without getting into spoilers, would you recommend this movie? I don't think so. I mean, like, we don't, even without the, like, definitely wouldn't recommend it to, like, a family situation. Sure, yeah. Even without that, though. It's definitely intended for adult audiences. It's not, like, super, super adult. No. But it, it has enough stuff in it that would just be, you wouldn't really want to watch it with kids. Yeah, for sure. Uh, though I'm sure kids have watched it and are like, sure. I love this movie. Oh, yeah. And this is, you know, kind of why it stayed in the consciousness a little bit. But th- I liked some of the uh, animation. Some of the ideas were interesting um, with, like, machines and stuff like that. Because this is, like, a gritty, not humanoid. They're humanoid, but not humans. Uh, There's so- some sort of war happened, one of the two. We we didn't we only watched one full version, uh, but there's basically two different cuts of it, and there's a different opening monologue yeah. narration thing depending on which. And one of them specifically mentions a war happened, and then later in one of Mock's songs, he said he mentioned something about World War Three. So does, yeah. some sort of war happened. Yeah, it's like alt alternate U.S. or alternate Earth or whatever. Sure, but yeah, like humanoid uh, characters in this future post-war time and so there are some interesting vehicle designs stuff like that that there was some cool stuff but overall the story was didn't have good like not necessarily pacing but some things i think it comes down to execution yeah there's some interesting ideas but they're not executed that well generally Mm -hmm. definitely some missteps yeah it just it doesn't feel like a complete movie. And I think some of it is the pacing and just, yeah, just stuff doesn't flow like a more, sorry, competent movie generally does. But I think there's a lot of interest. I thought, I think there's a lot of interesting things to this movie. Um, I think for some people, it's certainly worth watching. I personally wouldn't recommend it. I I don't, I'm glad to have watched it because I've been curious about it and I've seen bits of animation from it. Sure. But, but I certainly wouldn't go back to it. Like, it, it didn't have anything that really was like, oh, yeah, this is like a, this is a, an underrated classic. It, it's not. It's a cult classic and it'll probably only ever be that. Yeah. Um, Because it's just not, I don't think it's well made enough to be anything more. I did like the music, though. For the most part. Yes, and I think that's one of probably the big reasons. The strongest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So probably wouldn't recommend it, but I I generally enjoyed it, even though certain parts kind of left me confused. Yeah, same. Let's get specific. 
before we actually get into a couple of them, handful of um, facts. This was Nelvana's first feature film. It bombed at the box office um, and almost, I think, destroyed the company. Um, But it did later receive a cult following, and they ended up managing to survive doing a lot of uh, more minor projects on commercials and stuff like that for people. I I believe they're still around, and and they've definitely done some stuff in anime and stuff, too. Yeah, I think that's where I've heard the name. Yeah. Um, This movie is a heavily derived spinoff of an earlier TV special that they made in 1978 called The Devil and Daniel Mouse. I have not seen that, but that is what Wikipedia told me is that it is a spinoff of that. So I assume it involves mouse people also, but I don't actually know. Prior to its completion, Rock and Rule was picked up by Hollywood film studio MGM in April 1982. However, they didn't care about the animated feature film ultimately and gave it only an extremely small limited release in theaters. They they disliked Greg Salata, who voiced Omar and insisted that he be redubbed by an actor with name recognition. You know, Paul Lamatt, who we've all heard of. Yeah. Um, Paul Lamatt was cast and Omar's obscenities were written out, so apparently he cursed more. Um... Or at His all. voice I don't know seemed recognizable, cares. but I don't actually know who that is. Yeah, I don't either. I kind of tried to look at his Wikipedia and I wasn't like, nothing was really standing out to me. Um, yeah, so so there are two main versions of this film, the American release and the Canadian original release. The Canadian original release doesn't have a Blu-ray release. Um, it, and I think the original the actual original copy of the film, I believe is gone. I think something happened and it got destroyed um, accidentally. So the, the main version that gets released and the version that we watched um, because it had the better video quality is the American version, um, which as mentioned, Greg Salata got redubbed by Paul Lamont. There's a handful of edits throughout the film and um, the beginning opening crawl narration is a bit different. And then we will discuss in spoilers, the like 20 seconds are shaved off of the end, which you might not think is important, but it actually like changes a thing about a character. So it it kind of is. Um, And we will definitely talk about that later. But yeah, so we watched the American version, but we watched the main differences for the original version. Let's, yeah, let's get into those specifics. Um, you have, do you want to start? What is it again? Animation. Story, characters, animation. Story, or sorry, characters. story, characters, voice, voice acting. acting. Character, okay. Characters, gotta say it, Omar's super obnoxious. <laughs> Omar sucks. He makes me think of, and I can't remember their names now, but I should know them. Gilmore Girls, uh, Hep Alien, whenever one of the bandmates wrote a song about the main girl. Lane? Yes, thank you. Lane, Lane Kim. Yeah. And her, I guess it's maybe he's her boyfriend at the time. What's his face? Like, just gets upset and, and totally ruins their shot at a, a contract at whatever gig they're playing because he's grumpy about it. And it just, that made me mad because he's being really selfish. And like the intro made me mad because Omar's being super selfish. Yeah. Like before they do their show, she has a conversation with him where she clearly wants them to do two songs. The second of which would feature her as the main vocalist. And he never actually agrees to it. And then during the concert, they get shut down and then when she manages to, when they manage to, he actually threatens, um, was it Mylar or something? Yeah. Uh, he threatens Mylar and they get to start again and he tries to go right back into the song they'd been doing, even though she was like, wait, could we play my song? And so then she starts playing it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just super pouty about it. Yeah, super he just upset leaves the song. It. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he's just like a surly jerk. The whole movie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing redeeming about him. (laughs) But, you know, whenever it seems like they have a shot or, like, they leave after the gig, he approaches her and she, you know, tries to say, like, I forget what she says exactly. But they end up just, like, walking away together, arms across each other. And then next they're seen in a car. Just making out yeah. and Question mark. probably trying to lead into more. Yeah. There was another car that was animated that clearly was already at the more stage. Yeah. 
And, and, and then their, their like, ceiling of their car gets ripped off by one of the three guys who who uh, follow Mock. Yeah. And after he leaves a moment later, it seems like they try to start making out some more, even though it is raining. Yeah. And assumedly they have no sunroof or whatever. Right. Yeah. I just... I... I... <sighs> Let's make no Tru- bones about it. Omar sucks. Yeah, and truly, like, they're, it's supposed to be an emotional part of the film that I just don't buy into. Yeah. Because he's, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's just not a compelling character. Nope. Um, we need... You can have a main character, and we've talked about this before. We have, You can have a main character who is a jerk, but you still have to give us some sort of in to make them relatable for us to care about them. And there's nothing here. He's yeah. He's just... A jerk from minute one, and yeah, yeah. The end isn't. Oh, the girl in the film likes him, so he should be. So we have to like him too. No, like yeah. he's a jerk, and it's a questionable why she likes him. Like that's it. Then there are also two side characters, uh, Stretch and Dizzy. Yes. Stretch is tall and uh, an idiot, yep. and Dizzy is short and. At uh, one point, it's called fat because um, their people are rude, but he's the only kind of smart one. Yeah, <laughs> um, who who doesn't like? There's a couple of times where the others just fall into traps, and he's like the only one who doesn't because he's not a complete dork. Yeah, um, st- I feel like Stretch is supposed to be the main comic relief, but he he's is. just annoying. I didn't really like Stretch at all. There were a couple of jokes that I laughed at, mostly pun based things. Sure. Um, but you love a good pun. I do, I do. Uh, but but yeah, like the, it just falls flat. It's it never does. really like and offensive or awful. But it's just like I, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it just gets shrugs out of you. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and something at the end. I'll, I'll talk about it in spoilers with them. Cindy's great though. Cindy, yes. So we learn. Uh, oh, I get. We we haven't really talked about the brothers, so let's mention the brothers. Yeah, there's the triplets on skates. Uh, <laughs> I forget if that's their, what they're called exactly, but yeah, I, thought, I really thought it was going to be a play on Larry Curly Moe, but it is like Zip, Sleazy, and what's the third one? Toad. Toad, sure. Yeah. One has a scar. The other two, I forget. One has a scar, one has, like, facial hair, and, ah. then, and then one doesn't have either of those things. That one is Zip. And also kind of has a uh, Zip's ear. One of his ears seems to be kind of messed up. Oh, that's cute. I didn't notice that. They, they're the ones that called Dizzy Fat, so... Yeah, uh, Toad seems to kind of be the leader of the trio. Yeah. I'm not really sure what Sleazy's deal is, because he doesn't really... He, he gets the least characterization out of the three of them. Truly. And then Zip is... is dumb childlike. but ultimately yeah he's childlike yeah he 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 ultimately has has a a good heart um is sort of his deal yeah which is an interesting character beat that matters yeah yeah i, I lo- like oh, oh, so, oh. <laughs> you just made me i just thought about they so when the band goes to meet mock they're in their like nice are like uh butler type outfits they have like uh a, a chest frilly thing yeah, with like a little corsage or whatever. Uh, but then whenever they get into like bad guy mode, uh, I think it was Toad who like just rips off his yes. butler garb and has like this lightning strike jumpsuit thing on. And I'm just like, how, I wonder how many times they have to like do that sort of wardrobe change and right. how many butler I mean, considering how dramatic Mock is, probably a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's just in the budget. Uh, Mock is, of course, the main villain. Yes. He has. He has a mouth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, his mouth is very dynamically animated, let's say. Yes. He is... We'll talk about an animation later, but he is the main villain, and he's very extra. Yeah. But so, yeah, we have the three brothers, and the, we you find out midway through the film that there is also a sister named uh, Cindy, or Cinderella, and she likes to sneak out and go have fun at parties, even though her brothers don't want her to. Yes. Um, so she ends up meeting Angel while Angel is locked up and helps her sneak out. And I, I love, for one, she's just great. Um, and for two, Angel trying to use current lingo was hilarious. Like her just awkward attempts to like use the right words. Yeah. Is good. Yeah. I, I Is it like she's, uh, so she's from hometown and, and they meet in Nuke York. Yes. Um, sure. 
Uh, so I wonder if Omtown is... It's New York City, I believe. Oh, sorry. I believe they always say the city. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Omtown is, like, more country or something like that. That seems to be the general... Yeah, that seems yeah. to be the general thing. Yeah, and so she's just like, uh, yeah, I'm super cool. But yeah, so she convinces... Angel convinces Cindy to, like, go out and party together. No, Cindy convinces Angel. Truly. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But basically, Angel uh, acquiesces because she wants to try to get away right. while they're out. Yeah. So. Um, I also loved Aunt Edith. She's a bit character, but she's Dizzy's aunt. And yes. she was just, I, I loved her. Yeah. Her, her little bit of screen time. I was like, this woman's great. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a, a fun a fun bit character. Not, like, Mylar's annoying yeah, um, I, I kind the, of enjoy watching Mylar from an animation standpoint, sure. but yeah, I mean he's he's a sleazy dude, like he's not. Yeah, and a then there dude. was like a cop, which I don't even know what his name is. Who knows? He's a cop. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, like of the, I would say they're like kind of equal level of character. Uh, yeah. in the movie, but yeah, Aunt Edith out of those shines. Yeah, she, she only has the one scene, unlike the other two who sure. who have more than one scene, even if generally their scenes are short. Um, and her scene's a little longer, but it's still... Yeah, you get a lot. Like, line. she's a tattoo artist. Yeah. yeah. She's super fun. Yeah. So, Mock wants Angel to sing in a concert with him or whatever, and seemingly does get her to once in Nuke York City, but it doesn't go how he wants to, so then they go to hometown, but... That first concert is, like, insinuated with moving images on a poster, and it's really weird. <laughs> it's a... It's a kind... It's kind of confusing. Yeah, um, like, again, that was one of those missteps, I would say, or, or like, a pacing it's thing. It's like, is this really happening? Yeah. And the footage used, you will later see, is also the, like, footage from the actual second concert that we do see. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like, I, I was think it kind of seemed like a prophecy or something. Yeah. Like, usually... But then it's talked about sort of afterwards sequence. as if a concert did happen and it didn't go the way he wanted. Yeah, so, so instead of taking the time to show you that they try it, how it messes up, and that they have to... the Those are the steps that get you back to hometown. They just kind of do this um, more abstract... Yeah. Interpretation of it over the concert poster. And it's... Uh, and, then, yeah. and then you get them in the aftermath saying, we've got to... Like, that went bad. We've got to go to hometown. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It was a little confusing at first. That's all the ones that I have for plot and characters. Um, but I do have one voice acting note, which is that Omar sad yelling at that one point in the <laughs> movie was amazingly bad. <laughs> it was so... Oh, we should have listened to see what the original voice actor's yell sounded like. Oh, that's such a good oh, idea. Oh, we got to listen to that after this. Yeah, um, so so they they get a they get Miss What's Her Face uh to, to play a trick on Omar and Miss What's Her Face just wore a, a mask to look like Angel, but I guess she can like sound a really like good her. mask. Yeah, she sounded like her too. So. so so I guess like her point is to be other people or whatever. Uh, and I and think she's a mutant also, based on her appearance. Yes, I would say she's a mutant. Mutants, like, exist, but are, like, barely touched on. There's, like, yeah. one scene when they go to the bar where this, the bar... Uh, the club, yeah. The the guy out front of the club, a uh, bouncer, is, is like, fending off some mutants. And, Cin- and Cindy's like, yeah, you don't want to let them into the bar. It'd be gross, basically. Yeah. And then the, yeah, then, um, what's her face? Yeah. So... After that, Omar leaves and follows Cindy out, but Mock and what looks like Angel uh, kind of lure him to a place where they basically make him think that Angel is with Mock and, like, never cared about them, yeah. whatever. But his, his like, the animation on his face, he got all scrunched and up. And just dramatic yell. Yeah, like, no. What did, you, what did you say? Yeah, I said something like, oh, and people complain about Mark Hamill's no. Like, that, it, it really was bad in this one. It was, it was really bad, but it was also one of the more entertaining parts of the movie, so. Yeah, like, because that, like, if it's a... If it were, like, a dream sort of thing reaction, but to think that this, ostensibly you're seeing them in front of you, like, you just, like, scrunch up and say no versus 
I don't know anything else. It's it's very silly. It's very silly. Do you want to go on to animation? Yeah, I guess we can move on to animation stuff. The part where I said that he looked angry at her because she started singing and interrupted him trying to go back to his song. It looked like he literally wanted to kill her. That's how angry he looked. It was, it was just such such a dramatic facial expression yeah. for something that shouldn't have angered him at all let alone that much yeah yeah like again if you're if this is supposed to be a part of kind of truly the emotional backbone of the movie yeah like their relationship is what is clearly what's supposed to be the emotional backbone yeah like it, it makes it hard to buy like oh that they would you know make up or whatever so quickly and uh yeah there was just so a lot that wasn't said that i think relies on narrative shorthand of het relationships. Yeah. That makes... He makes was a boy, she was a girl. Truly. Can I make like, it any more obvious? That makes them really paper thin if you if you think about it at all. Yeah, and also he's just such a jerk that yeah. it's like, I can't be invested in them. No, I can't. So, okay, there was a lot of intro. That's That's fine. Whatever. I will say the beginning of the movie made me think of Batman the Animated Series, but mm, 80s. Interesting. So, like, the dark, like, thunderstormy stuff. Sure. There was lots of silhouettes and, like, eyes coming out of uh, a dark, you know, background or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I like that. I can that. see that. Uh, and I yeah, guess- they, they really drag out Mock's appearance. Like, yeah. you don't really get a good look at him for a long while even though he is like one of the first characters that you see right yeah you just see his eyes and shadow no it made it super interesting you're like oh what does he look like who is this guy there's a whole revealing thing uh yeah his his appearance did not disappoint either it was definitely like interesting (laughs) yeah yeah I wrote it down at the beginning and really I think it held up for me the face proportions were really hard to get used to and I don't think I Got to a point where they looked no- normal, okay. Like her eyes are being being big and her lips being really big. Some Omar had like square eyes that were kind of weird to me, but not everybody had square eyes. It just they they always kind of looked off to me. And I know they're supposed to be rodents ostensibly. It just it it didn't. It was a weird <laughs> yeah visual design choice, certainly. Yeah, it always kind of felt off, or there would be times where I would forget it, but then times where I'd be like, yeah, your face looks weird yeah. to me. Um, so I didn't like that, I guess. Oh, Omar and Angel's relationship, sad face. That's what I wrote. <laughs> uh, Beautiful note. Uh, I, I loved Mock's entrance. It was suitably dramatic, where you finally get to see him. Mm-hmm. He's just very extra. He is, he is. And yeah, his mouth is exquisitely animated. Yes, they had a- Such loving detail. They had a whole music video for him in the yes. middle of the movie that then turned into a dream sequence. And I was like, okay, sure, I guess. Yeah, which like had big close-ups of the just the mouth. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like he dreams his music videos. That's funny. I say also, the, my own also the mock butterfly. At one point when she's in the garden and there's like butterfly in her hands and then mock's face is on it. Yeah. That was trippy. That was great. Yeah, I guess. And I guess that was one thing that I didn't never caught that I'd be interested to go back and kind of understand. Was all that stuff magic or was all of that the triplets or are those guys kind of manipulating certain things? Yeah, I'm not sure. To To seem magical. Yeah, like, we just watched it through, but maybe I should have gone back and just kind of, like, the oh, this is telling you that this is a show, mechanically. I'm not sure if it's ever clear, but I think it could go either way. Well, yeah, because like, they have scenes cutting back He does at one point triplets. seem really upset about the idea of magic, which would insinuate he doesn't have it. Yeah, so... That's just an interesting kind of reflection on his his character. I think that we yeah. can kind of go back and understand more about where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, anyway, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna say, generally, like the environmental stuff looks really good. Uh, there was a road trip scene, so you got to see kind of the uh, perspective of, of things closer to you go fast, and then further away move at a slower pace as they're driving. Like, that that stuff looked really good and was interesting to see their interpretation of 
what that land might look like. Yeah, I I will say though that I agree that those some of those shots looked good, but overall the sense of place and where everything is in relation to other things just seemed off and didn't seem to work very well. Yeah. Which is despite the fact that at one point we get like a long overhead shot of a car driving from one area to another. And it's like, that was perhaps the place where I most understood where I understand where Mock's mansion is in relation to the city. Yeah. But like generally, especially once they got to New York City, like it's just kind of like they just kind of went from place to place and it never their transitions from place to place feel really insubstantial. Yeah. And, and it's it's hard to get a real read on things. Yeah. No, I, I think that, to me, kind of affected the pacing as well. Yeah. Like, because you don't want to spend time showing how, per- like, somebody gets from A to B. But, but still, some of the scene transitions are just overly quick. Yeah. It's like, we're going to say we're going to go, and boom, we're there. And, and there's, like, at least two times where Omar was like, yeah, guys, I'm going to go this way. And it, there's, like, a you see him walking away. And then you, there's, like, no, then he just ends up wherever he ends up. Like yeah, that. yeah. Like, you you saw uh, Diz and um, Slim Stretch. 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 Like, Dizzy and Stretch, yeah. Dizzy and Stretch, like, driving, again, a stolen police car to wherever they need to go. And then, uh, what's-his-face just gets there. Omar? Yes. You're like, I can't even bother to remember his name. No. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) They're like, we we don't want them to be traveling together because it maybe narratively it doesn't make, it makes it harder to do a thing. Or maybe we want to make sure to show that he's too cool for school and, like, does things on his own. Sure. Um... Yeah, it's it it doesn't it doesn't at least support him character wise. It makes no. him more annoying. Um, I will say that there should. I I want to give probably two eps, uh, epilepsy warnings. Oh, um, yeah. The end of the club scene, see like lots of flashing. Yes. Um, and then at one point in Mock's dream song thing, there there was a lot of flashing too. Um, like. Pretty intense flashing in both sit- in both situations. So, warning to anybody where epilepsy is a thing: uh, be careful with this movie, because the yeah those two those two parts were really hard. They were kind of hard for me to look at, and I don't have that issue. So, animation wise, there was one outfit, and I don't know that Mock had where he was like in this full yes like red. A similarly, like a vinyl type. It was like lab a suit with a whole hood on, and he yeah. had purple gloves. It's like an evil scientist look. It was super interesting, and it made me think of something, but I cannot place it, and it's really annoying. But it was. This it, is probably not what it's reminding you of, but it kind of reminds me of um, old Mickey Mouse cartoon with the evil doctor who's like experimenting on Cluedo and stuff, and he's got like. He, he has, like, the long suit outfit and the long gloves yeah. that kind of have the droopy fingers and whatever. Yeah, like, lots of fun outfits, that's, that sort of thing. Mock has so many outfits. Play, playing with looks. Uh, Not only outfits, but also wigs. Yeah, it's like playing with capital L looks that are very interesting. Yes. Um... Yeah, the club scene. It was like an anti-gravity club or something. Was, was it? Some- yeah, someone said something about that. Oh, interesting. Like, that's part of why it looked the way it did. I didn't realize. Yeah, like, they Like, did- I think people are literally on the walls and stuff because uh, it's something something with gravity is being affected there. Yeah, but even then, it's like, we don't need backgrounds. We're just going to have flashing yeah. lights. Like It was pretty clearly... Calling it that was pretty clearly an excuse for them to just kind of go wild in that scene and not have to have a good sense of where people are sure which in that scene worked pretty well in the rest of the movie not so much yeah i guess it was like they they did a lot more abstract things certainly like there was one point where um early on in the film uh when the band went to mock's place and to get that trap that he laid for the other kind of uh bandmates so he could get angel by herself they like held on to these Edison balls or something, assumingly a drug type thing, because he's like something about experiencing higher consciousness. Sure. But then at the end, when you come back to them, they're staring at some animation thing in the middle that's just like this light 
Yeah, it's this weird transforming light that sometimes looks vaguely like Mock's face. Yeah, so so they, they, they do a lot of interesting abstract things, but it feels very of the time, I guess. I, I don't know. Very 80s. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were, if it was, uh, like cutting edge at the time like i don't i'm not sure there's very little computer animation in this and i'm not even sure that computer animation is used to animate so much as maybe a couple of pictures but most most of the effects are are hand-drawn yeah i guess but i think that a lot of them are also mimicking computer graphics of the time which i think is part of why they feel dated in the way that they do not necessarily dated in a bad way but they feel of the 80s yeah i well I'm curious about the... I always have to kind of stop and, and think about the context of when it was released. Yes. Is this the first time they did it and it just feels old to us because we watched... This like, is 83, so... Yeah, like, I say it's it's old, but maybe they did... Maybe there was the first or something time that they did that. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know. Just to see, just just curious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they do a lot of abstract things that's interesting, but I think doesn't really help pacing. No, yeah, uh, definitely. It sometimes just definitely feels in, indulgent in a way. Yeah, which isn't necessarily bad, but at the same time, maybe some of that should have been sacrificed to make the rest of the film flow better. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I saw basically that they they did scenes fairly piecemeal. Um, because they didn't have exactly a tight script. Yeah. So uh. I feel like that definitely shows. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, like Like they, did, they complete like a, a chunk and then complete a different chunk. And like there's not like a thing in between <laughs> until they go back and do like. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. And it yeah, feels like that. That's hard to do with animation, my friends. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. That accounts for a lot of it. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. What do you think this movie have been would have been like if it were live action? Do you think you would have enjoyed it as much? Um, depends on if they had to be not like humanoid non-humans. God, yeah. Uh, Some weird special effect. Like, like prosthetics. Uh, prosthetics. There you go. That's yeah. what I was looking for. I don't know. Like if they can fix the pacing, I'd be up for it, I guess. They definitely couldn't do as much of the trippy stuff as easily. Yeah. Or it would just be... They maybe could in some respects, but it would just transition into animation or something, you know, to do some of those effects. Mm-hmm. And, and it might be, I mean, I don't know if it's a more awkward transition, but it's would... a more stark transition between live action and that sort of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Mox serving up some looks in, in live action. True, but then Mox's mouth wouldn't be as exquisitely animated. <laughs> I mean, you can you can definitely find somebody, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I, mean, I think he's modeled after, like, Mick Jagger and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, hard to say if they could have, if, if anyone I, at that in the 80s could have gotten Mick Jagger oh, to yeah. perform in a thing, but um, later they did in Pirates, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... It would be interesting to see. I doubt it would be better. And I def- definitely part of what I enjoyed in this movie is just the weird animation. So sure. it wouldn't have that. Yeah. But it could true. certainly be interesting in its own right. Interesting building designs or whatever. Could they, how would they have done that in life action? Yeah. I just, I have a hard time thinking that they'd have, I don't think they had an amazing budget for this. And, and I, I, can't imagine that they would have a very good budget if if they tried to make a live action version at that point. Sure, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um I doubt. I think it's best that it's animation even if it's going to be a weird flawed movie to begin with, like yes. regardless. You're right. I don't think they could have come up with something better. Yeah. With given the parameters. The music in some scenes is just so 80s. It's just like yeah. the 80s synth. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking songs. So no. like just the background yes. music is like, like, I don't know how to, I can't with my mouth do 80s music, but you know, yes. like whatever you hear in your head when you think of 80s music. Yeah. That's probably what it sounds like. It's just those synths and stuff. Yes. No, I, I agree. It was very funny to like go from like a, a song being performed to like oh this is supposed to set the mood and yeah. the mood is 80s and then yeah this i don't know if it's a musical it has a lot of songs in it it does some of those songs are not sung by characters some of those songs are sung by characters mm-hmm. but 
they're also a band and it's certain it's certainly not structured like a musical yes but it does have characters sing music within the reality of the thing or a dream yeah or a dream yeah like two you know you have two songs in the beginning that are both sung by the main characters yeah you have mock's weird dream thing that's sung by him yeah do you have a list of the the, songs you have the song at the end that is sung by some of the characters yeah it's angel's song yep send love through which i believe is the end song pain and suffering my name is mock triumph which i think is the one where they're staring at the table and it's the weird effects born to raise hell i'm the man om sweet om dance 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 and hot dogs and sushi i believe om sweet om is the one where in the spoiler section where they go back to town just the three of them okay and you said i I don't hate this song Uh i think that's the one that was but that was still cheap trick which i think either born to raise hell or i'm the man that he sang at the beginning was cheap trick. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to like hear the title and actually place it when I heard it. Yeah, so. hot dogs and sushi. I'm pretty sure is the one that was at the club that yes. Cindy went to. Yeah, yeah. And some of the songs were kind of more in the background, so some of these names aren't going to as clearly make you think of a moment. Yeah. No, I mean there was quite a few songs that I I liked. Um, yeah, I I think overall the songs in this were were fun yes yeah um very 80s but in a fun way maybe a little shoehorned in like a la dream sequence and sure, the, sure. uh kind of the thing that they were listening to after they were drugged i guess that one at the end is catchy as heck though uh-huh. it is still in my head <laughs> yeah but for being it looks like one of the things that are is marketed to be important about the movie oh i mean the movie literally good. opens telling you all of the musicians that are in the movie. So yeah, yeah. That was definitely a part of. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it disappointed them given that yeah. like it was supposed to be so important. I wish I guess they were used better in the film. Uh maybe some of them were used well, but yeah, some of them I can't remember when whatever song happened. Yeah, yeah, like but it, they were good. Yeah. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? The briefer one, I think, is just to mention that there was a stupid gay joke in the club yes. where uh, Dizzy looked at someone's butt and then he pans up and, oh no, it's a guy. And he runs like he's terrified, even though the guy just smiles at him. Yeah. Um. So gross. Um. But the greater one yeah. is yeah, Cindy. Yeah, Cindy's. Uh, so she's also skating. Uh, but she's in a, a very short skirt. And has very big boobs. Constantly flashes her butt and her tattoo, which is relevant to the story. And yes, is has big boobs. And they have her like going through um, ventilation stuff. And, and getting all squished. And... Yes, yes. They use animation to bring attention to butt, underwear, boobs. Yeah, like yeah. the the camera angles and animation on Cindy are gross. Yeah, it's not. It's fun. just over, just super overly sexualizing of her in a way that's really uncomfortable and undermines the character because she's a really cute character, but like it feels like every time we look at her, the only thing that the camera and animation wants to do is be like, look at her boobs and butt, though. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just gross. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, even though she's like. I I enjoyed her. Yeah, like, she's a fun character, but how she is actually depicted is unfortunate. Yep, like I said, it undermines her character. Also, after the club, she's just gone. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, she, one of her brothers sees her in the club and, like, frowns at her, and and then she looks sad and leaves, and you don't see her again in the movie. Yeah, presumably she just stays in New York City. Yeah, which... That's that's sad. It would have been nice for her to even just show up briefly in a cameo at the end or something, but she's just gone from the film. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they have her in the in the thick of it. Like yeah, mock. she's just there in New York, New York City, partying when she can. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, her brother's left with Mock, huh? So she's probably going out partying the whole time. Yeah, for sure. She's like, oh yeah, whenever they're not in town, I just have a fun time. Truly. You ready to go on to our spoiler alert? Skip to 52 minutes and 54 seconds. 
Uh, yeah, spoiler stuff. So, Mock is trying to summon a demon from hell, I guess? In the satanic (laughs) ritual, according to the Canadian intro. His motivation seems to be that his last concert wasn't full, and he's mad about that. So he's like, so I'm gonna summon a demon to punish them no well reading a couple and also of things, just for fun i don't know reading a couple things it, it seemed like they were saying that he thought it would give him power of some kind sure okay but of some you know, on not really expanded upon kind yeah like he thought he'd get him power and yeah. he's talking to some computer this whole time kind of planning like what do i need oh i need a voice here's the computer's like oh i gave you a ring so that's how they find angel yeah and then she the computer also mentions in in a um just kind of narrative spewing scene where angel happens to be listening yeah she where learns- she's, she's escaping with cindy and the ventilation or whatever but yeah. she stops as she's like listening and he happens to be like and no one can stop me and the computer is like well actually <laughs> actually you... someone could stop you yeah well not someone no one yeah like so so you hear about maybe how to undo it in a very uh, kind of awkward narrative wise but it it did it enough makes, it makes sense that he would be doing this but then like the convenience of her just being in a little grate above listening yeah is, as they happen to talk about the thing that could undo him yeah like at that moment yeah it's, you know of course it's yeah but convenient. anyway yeah so he he needed more power that's why nuke york failed so he has to go back to hometown because the computer says that they have a power source that can do it sure, sure whatever it feels like nuke york city would be much bigger and have more power but whatever yeah we gotta go back to hometown yeah um, but the boys get sent back before that but their minds are made all loopy from stuff that mock does yeah um but during the final concert where she's singing all the power gets destroyed and i think it kind of zaps them and they go back to normal yeah the power gets overloaded and and somehow zaps them so so then they i can- think stretch says something about like I had this weird dream that you were a nice guy for once, yeah. basically. Yeah, I know. But she has some funny lines. That was definitely one of his best ones. Yeah. yeah, Omar sucks. Truly. And he, yeah, Omar was like, yeah, that's not, that wouldn't happen. Because he knows he's a Because he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm nice? No. Yeah. So then they get a, they steal the police car again and like charge into where Mock's place is except Omar isn't with them because he went off on his own for some reason but don't worry he just appears there when they need him at the exact moment that they need him yeah um to like cut her loose or whatever oh yeah but we he cuts he cuts her loose with his guitar yeah Um, you're like good you're like as him good thing I sharpened my guitar before I came here yeah like it was weird (laughs) but we need to talk about the only part that remotely emotionally affected us was that before before on their way there yes, you see Zip watching a show that some sort of kid show that was talking about right the difference between right and wrong and he asks Mock about it and Mock's basically like it's whatever you make it evil is live spelled backwards and we all want to live um so you know he's no help because he's a bad guy yeah <laughs> um, yeah he's like more more basically your morals are relative like yeah. whatever you think it's good is good yeah but so when our heroes are are going to be hurt by the demon or, or something zip ends up like getting in the way and taking the hit and getting slammed into a wall and and then his his brother toad i think is Probably. the is the one who, with the scar is the one who comes over and is like tearfully like holding him and and is so sad that he's hurt and like we both of us are like i'm more invested in this than anything with our main heroes right now because literally it was uh toad holding zip and then like a little ways away was angel holding omar and it's like i care more i care more about these brothers than her and him over there yes and they're so expressive with the with uh toad like tearing up and stuff yeah and and yeah, and then Toad ultimately um, is is upset that his brother has been killed, and uh, picks up Mock and throws him into the hell pit. Yes, at at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's instrumental in defeating our villain. Yes. Um, but killed is in quotes because it depends on the version of the movie you're watching. In the American version that we watched, you can only really assume that Zip died. 
Yeah. Um, but in the original Canadian version that we watched the very end of, which is in those last 20 seconds, there's a brief scene of him like sitting up or, or, or looking happy or whatever. Yes. So it's insinuated that he, he lives actually. Yeah. And then, and then Mylar also mentions, oh, about mocked. Like, yeah, he's just in the backstage. He's just backstage. But I can, I can only think that he's... I would think he's just saying that to the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, don't freak out that this guy maybe died. Like, right. That was a show. Listen to these guys and like... Yeah. Love them. So it's it's up money. to you if you prefer like the sadder version where Zip stays dead or if you like him being able to come back to life. It doesn't ultimately make a huge difference, but those that's one of the bit. That's one of the biggest differences between the two movies, that and the voice actor for Omar being changed, yes. which he doesn't sound all that different in I ways. couldn't really tell. We listened to like a bit of a scene where he's talking a lot and like Valerie didn't even realize that there'd been a change. But part of that is probably just your apathy towards Omar to begin with. Yep. So well, that's the end, basically. Well, okay. So with uh, still spoilers. Sure. They, like we mentioned, the computer talked about about some the thing that would defeat it being like one voice, one song, uh, and she's saying like no one can stop you. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, to me I'm like oh, the whole band is gonna sing this song. Like it is the band coming together to defeat this thing. But in the end, it was just Omar and Angel. Yeah, Disney and, and Stretch of, don't matter. That kind of bummed me out. I thought it was going to be like this really cool triumphant, like all of them together kind of doing it. Yeah. But uh, instead, it's like just supposed to be them mending their relationship rather than the whole band coming together. Yeah. And again, so, so that's why I'm saying about that. They're ostensibly the emotional crux of the movie because those two are the ones that have to yeah the 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 climax of the movie is them coming together to sing to defeat the demon and and i didn't i didn't buy it like i didn't like him he never even though he went to save her or whatever it like it's all it all felt like it came from a very selfish place yeah he only ever feels possessive and and jealous and dismissive of her yeah like, like it, you never feel like he actually loves her. Right. There there was nothing to show like a genuine care. It was in the beginning, I will sing my song. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe we'll sing your song or something. Something that's not a... Uh, Holy dismissive. Yeah, not an actual agreement. And then whenever they get a chance to, he says like same song and she's like, no, my song. And he just starts playing his song. Yeah. He doesn't care. Whenever they go to the Mox place... He's annoying in that he's like, oh, she's like, oh, Oh, he does have the one moment where he says in the in the garden or wherever that she was sitting where he comes up and he's like, you sounded good. Like, that's I think that's supposed to be one of our signs that he's an okay dude. Yeah. Even though it feels like nothing, because it's not like an apology for the fact that he was a jerk the whole time. Yeah. You're supposed to be like, oh, I'm such a jerk all the time that any acknowledgement is is good enough, right? It's like, no, you're a jerk and that's not an apology. But yeah, like they go to Mox, he's going to sit in the car and he says he is, but when they go, he just like jumps in and takes over the conversation when it's not even about him. And he's annoying and uh, rude. Like, it's just... Omar sucks, guys. Yeah, (laughs) like, and then again, it's based on just them two. Like, it made me think... It um, it would have definitely, like... It's not like it would have made me really emotional, but it would have been more emotionally impactful if at the very least, at the end, the whole band came together. I think so. But instead, it's just them, and I don't care about their relationship. I feel like Angel would be way better without this loser. Um, yeah. So at least if it was all four of them, it would you'd be happy for Angel, Dizzy, and Stretch. Yes. But like as it is, you're supposed to be happy that her and Omar made up, and I'm not. Yeah, and, and whenever... Mock was trying to convince her to go. She would talk about it in terms of the band. I don't recall it ever going to, like, when Push, she said she didn't want to leave Omar. But, yeah, like, she talked about it in terms of the band. Again, I think it would have been more impactful if the whole band were the ones to kind of sing the beast down. Like, with just them two, they're keeping him at bay, but it really needed both yeah. Dizzy and Stretch to Yeah, like, like they're partway through the song and then Dizzy and Stretch come in at the end and, and really Like that's what you kind of needed to, to to seal him away or whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that yeah, bummed oh, me out. What, what if what if Omar was like, "Come on, guys," and like invited them or something? Maybe. You know, like that'd be that almost make me not completely hate Omar for at least this final bit. But nothing like that happened. Yeah, because in the end, it was just Omar and Angel singing and Stretch. Right? You like see them it? briefly doing something. I don't well, remember. he plays the guitar and Dizzy plays the drums. So if maybe Dizzy just had drumsticks and was hitting on whatever he could, sure. Stretch picked up Omar's guitar and played that. Yeah, like, yeah. That I think would kind of solve the thing of like, well, how can they play if they don't have their instruments? Yeah. Like if they kind of did whatever they could with what they had in the area. Like, I think that would have been a bit better. The song was super catchy, though. I, I really like that song. <laughs> that, that final song is great. Oh, yeah. I really like that song. Anything else with spoilers? Oh, uh, how's it hold up? Spoilers. Her outfit in there, I didn't like it. Oh, right. You're you're like, it feels like I should be seeing her nipples right now. Yeah, because like the was, outfit, like, it go, it's going in on the side to the, like, so much that you're like, any bit of movement. They should just be coming out. Like, yeah. this is not supportive. Yeah, just too much side boob. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. And, and then she took off her, her like, shoulder pads. Yeah. And, because, I don't know. For uh, reasons. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> to show that she's not captive anymore, I, I don't guess. know. It was weird. I didn't like it. No more spoilers. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene? Hmm... I know mine if you need a moment. Yeah, go ahead. The the part where she's like in the garden and like, uh, and then he comes up and says that you sounded good and they make up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, girl, leave him. <laughs> I think animation wise, it was the car scene where they were, the two of the guys were incapacitated and Dizzy was, oh, they were yeah. thrown in the car and the car just kind of rolled down a hill and it felt like it was supposed to be really you know, treacherous as they're like uncontrollable driving through like city streets and stuff and trying to avoid people and other things. But the car felt like it was going super slow. The cutting was weird. Yeah. And it, it, it really threw me off. So I didn't like that. Fair. Yeah. Otherwise it would be, uh, even though I like Cinder- Cindy Cinderella, her introduction, cause you see her butt all the time. Yeah. Just, yeah. So much. What was your favorite scene? Um, I just shrugged. Um, I don't. Uh, maybe. Mm. I think the scene where Zip talks to Mock about morality, because I enjoy Mock, and it was fun getting a view on his sense of morality, and that's our hint that Zip is is the mo- most moral of the the villains or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably that one. No, that sounds nice. Like a good character moment. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, I liked the animation of the road trip. And there wasn't a lot of stuff going on besides like seeing that stuff and seeing different. Like a rockin' song. Playing. Yeah, different interpretation. Yeah, like the landscape and the animation there. Even though it looked like the car, the they stole a cop car to, to go on the road trip. They look like the car went off road into a lake or something, and it made me think, yeah. can that car float over? I think a lake? it can just hover because there was another overhead scene where they were on the road and then they went off it and just kept going in a straight line until oh. they went onto a road again. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then. Well, and no, but there was a scene before oh, that where yeah. it was behind them and it, they went off the road and then you could see a lake up ahead. Yeah. But you uh, didn't actually see them go over it, but I assume they could. And then it also looked like they're just driving in the middle of the road, yeah. like they're not in a lane. It was annoying. But, like, the animation and stuff was But then cool. you were like, they're in a cop car, so they could get away with it. Yeah, I guess so. So I guess I'll say that. Least favorite character, Omar. Yeah. Favorite character. Um, I feel like we've dunked on Omar enough. We don't need to explain that. Yes, yes. My favorite character is Aunt Edith. Yeah, that's what I was nothing, thinking. Nothing problematic with, like, showing her butt all the time and stuff. Like, no no gross sexualization of her. I loved her character design. She was just a fun personality. She she really stole that whole scene. I liked her. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I'd have to agree. Second favorite's probably Mock, because he is... He's certainly a fun, flamboyant villain. Yeah, he gets, <laughs> he gets mad and... and just throws a tantrum. Yes. And you see his, his like, wigs and stuff. Yes. I, I think I have to go with 
Aunt Edith as well. Yeah, she's my favorite because just all of it was good. Mock's probably my second favorite because some of it was kind of gross and weird, but like overall, he was a fun dynamic performance, both audio and animation. Yeah. So he was arguably the most enjoyable thing to watch in most of the movie. Yeah. So, like maybe Dizzy would be up there too. He's ultimately ineffectual, but not an idiot. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can't really like Angel more because she Angel's likes Omar. <laughs> yeah, like, Angel's fine, but girl, you deserve better. Come on. Yeah, like, she's obviously willful and, you know, doesn't go along with what Mock wants to do. And then, you know, self-reliant in that, like, she's trying to figure out how to get out and, and kind of make steps towards that with Cindy. She also tries to play Mock by saying, like, Yes, like, just me and you, let's go, let's not do this concert, which, you know, doesn't work. Yeah. So she's not, like, a damsel. Most of the time. But, yeah, she's not super interesting she's otherwise. Fine. She's fine. Yeah. But she's not best character material. Right. Uh, there was a bunch of songs in this movie. Do you remember them mm-hmm. well enough to say what was your least favorite song? The least favorite song? Because I don't... I don't think I remember well enough to say what my least favorite is. Maybe whichever of the Cheap Trick songs Omar sang, um, less because I didn't like the song and more just because Omar's a jerk. (laughs) Um, But like, I don't, all the songs were either fine or good. So I I don't, there's not one that I can definitely pick out and say that was my least favorite song. Um, I don't know. The, The one that Omar sings, I actually like that. There, no, so, I mean, like, it was a so good he's song. singing to they sh- they animate like a, a character in the audience, and she looks super cute drinking yes. like what's the straw out of a bottle, and I think yeah. she had like little pigtails or little yeah, poos, yeah. and so then he's like singing to her, but then it turns like it seems complimentary, but then it turns into like an insult, and so like her little look of like You're surprise, like, <laughs> I liked her, yeah. so I kind of like that song because that's fun. No, that's fair. No, that's super fair. I don't think I have a least favorite Maybe song. Mock song. It was interesting with the dream sequence. My least I... favorite is probably one of the two or three that was more in the background that I don't really remember, but I don't really remember it, so I can't call out a specific one. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked Mock Song fine. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah they weren't uh, memorable enough to kind of... Most of them, yeah. Yeah. Favorite song. What are the titles of these? So I think Send Love Through is the uh, song that they... Yeah. That is sung at the end. And, and yeah, I mean, it's still in my head. So yeah. <laughs> that's certainly my favorite. I think so too. It's very catchy. Yeah, Sun Left Through. Yeah. If Tim Curry were in this movie, what character would he play? I mean, he'd have to play Mom. I mean, right? he would have to play. Look, um, it's, is it Lou Reed? Is, I think Lou Reed's the singing voice. Who does. I... Don Franks does uh mock's talking voice uh-huh. and look i think he does a great job he's very entertaining but if you had tim curry in the movie he would have to play mock he would just have to. <laughs> that's such a tim curry character yeah yeah like he can't he couldn't be anybody else no he would Mylar have to be criminally underused if he, if he were Mylar. Yeah. no uh... you would you would be like oh okay and then you'd and then you'd see you'd meet mock for with his yeah, first main yeah. appearance and be like, wait, why isn't he voicing this guy? Yeah, yeah, he'd have to be mom. He'd have to be. There's no other choice, really. Yeah. Let's go into our overall consensus and rating. Okay, hold on. There was some stuff that I missed. Oh sure, go for it. Uh, okay, okay. I like yeah. So so in in supporting that mock is 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 away. Uh, she she's uh, Angel was like, I wouldn't like leave my band for anything, and he's like, I didn't offer you anything i offered you everything yes. like there's some good lines in this oh what was this rated pg i believe really think so there's a lot of drugs in there for it's it the PG. 80s babe lots of drugs and lots of boobies yeah not like nipples boobies, boobies, silhouettes of yeah nipples seen through the shirt lots yes, of that tops, and then yes. one i don't think it was a character it was like a drawing or something that had actual just boobies out Oh, it was in the tattoo yeah, parlor. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what show. it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was PG, but 
I mean, MGM didn't know how to market this thing because obviously it's fairly adult uh, with stuff like that. Yes. So we're trying yeah. to be PG. That's so weird. Yeah, it definitely feels like it should be a PG-13 movie. Just, It's not a mature movie, but it is an adult movie in that there are things that probably wouldn't be great for a kid to see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I liked that. <laughs> so, after the band was zapped to be made weird or like loopy i don't know yeah more docile yes yeah yeah their band was like omar and the daycares <laughs> and they were singing this really cheesy song yeah i think it was the um it was very funny i'm pretty sure that was om sweet om om sweet om which ah. was cheap trick oh okay 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 yeah yeah I thought that it was, was fun i thought that was funny and, oh, there was some instances of recycled animation that I forgot to bring up. Yeah, definitely a couple of times. The, the car, stealing the car a second time was just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's it. So, yes, overall consensus, uh, would you recommend it and what would you rate it? I would recommend the soundtrack. I would not recommend the movie. Unfortunately for you guys, there is no official soundtrack release, probably because of all the big artists on it. But a lot of the big artists have, like, I think Cheap Trick has all of the songs that they did in this one on one of their albums. Like, several of the songs have been released on as extras or on someone's album or whatever. I would love to get But those. I don't think the complete soundtrack is out, and I don't know if the final song... That would be such a bummer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I'll look into it. Yeah, I still don't think I could recommend it, just because there are, there are some interesting things, but overall it doesn't do anything that... I think overcomes the weaknesses of its plot mm -hmm. and of its characters. So as for a rating, I will give it a 2.5. Okay. I, I haven't seen the other scores of the things that I've rated. Do you need to look? I don't, I don't think it's less than a two because some of those songs were, were, were good. I wasn't, I'm not mad that I watched this. Feeling good about 2.5? Yeah, two, uh, mid, mid, uh, maybe higher twos. Uh, 2.5. Yeah, we'll go with 2.5. Um, I would selectively recommend it if what we've described sounds like it'd be fun to you. If you want to see a really 80s thing with really 80s music um, and, and art sensibilities that has some really dynamic animation but a, a fairly all over the place plot and characterization awful main character like if some of those things sound interesting or or some of the negative sound negligible to you check it out um it's an interesting piece of information to watch i don't think it's a very good movie um i don't feel like it was made well enough to really be considered that um but i think it has a cult following for a reason, and yeah. I, I think this would definitely appeal to some people, but to general audiences, I'd probably say, nah, there's not really anything in here that's that's amazing or groundbreaking or really worth seeing unless the weirdness sounds appealing to you. I would give it a two, I think. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not so bad that it's below that two mark, but I think it's, it's just... There's a lot of things wrong with it, and I ultimately don't think it's a very good movie, but I see what's appealing about it. So two. Two and conditionally recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to make somebody who likes this movie think they shouldn't. No! Like, I, if you like it, I, I get it. Like, I do get... Mock is, is a fun villain. He's animated so immaculately. <laughs> like, the, so <laughs> the songs are, are fun and very of a time. There's... And it's, I mean, it's not, there's not a whole lot of movies exactly like it, you know? Like, I get, I get it. I get the things that are appealing about it. And so if those things sound good to you, then check it out. But otherwise, no. I mean, I mean, mom, you're listening. I don't think you missed out on anything. I don't think <laughs> you should be sad that you didn't hear this one, didn't watch this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next time... We are going to go to a swamp and uh, see a little girl get helped by some mice. Yay! Until then. Will we see, um... <laughs> Will we see boobies? <laughs>
the, the film, the poster as they... I might look up a picture of it, but the version of the film that we will watch will probably not have that, no. Since it has been cut out of most versions. Interesting. <laughs> but we'll definitely have to talk about that, obviously. Controversies. Yes. Until next time, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Um, please like, subscribe, do all all that stuff. Um, get, the, get the word out about us, please. Leave some comments. Yeah. I want to read comments, please. And until next time, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.